Welcome back to the Yerucha program. We're going to be discussing Be'ezus Hashem in this segment, in this week's learning, the halachis of Gnevez Das. Gnevez Das is somewhat of a gray area because it does not fit into the first part of its name, which is Gneva. Gneva thievery should be a pretty straightforward concept. Embezzling, theft, damage, arson, looting. We understand all these concepts. Gnevez Das the way the Gemara describes in Chum Daf Tzadik Dalit, which is playing an advantage, it's called Gnevis Das, in the sense that you're playing an advantage of knowledge that you have and knowledge that somebody else doesn't have to pull some type of emotional uh, advantage over him. The way the Gemara says it, you, you can play this out in our world in all sorts of, uh, in all sorts of more modern applications. The way the Gemara says it is, is that uh, there was a Yid crossing, one of the Amiroyim, was crossing a river, and he wanted better service, and he offered, they didn't have dollars and cents in those days, so he offered him as payment for the service, a chicken, okay, piece of meat. He's offering him lunch. No difference in cash and the amount of lunch that you need, that would, that would, be, that would, that would cost that cash. However, the guy thought he was getting a, a Yiddish cut of meat. He thought he was getting a kosher meat, which is obviously more expensive than trefer meat. He gave him the service that reflects the upgraded pay. Now, the real truth of the matter is it didn't make a difference. It wasn't that he owed him that amount of money and he didn't pay, so you can look at that as not paying an amount of money. They didn't make up an amount of money. It's just that the guy automatically stepped up more to the plate. Or even if it's not a matter of providing service. The case is where you're honoring guests, and you tell them that you're serving kach v'kach, they feel like you're pulling out, uh, the, pulling out the red carpet for them, and they really appreciate it, and that creates a certain relationship. The truth of the matter is that you had just signed on a business deal, and you had this stuff out on the table anyways. It, wasn't, it had nothing to do with them. The truth is that there was stuff that you opened because you're planning to make Mishalach Manus with, uh, with that very same bottle of wine or that uh, cut of meat. It had nothing to do with them. You leave them on. You have the advantage of knowledge of them. That's called Gnevis Das. So you're really not stealing anything in terms of dollars and cents from somebody. What you're doing is you're stealing from him, so to speak, a certain emotional advantage. That's the textbook definition of Gnevis Das. And again, it's sort of a gray area because is that real Gneva? So the, the common wisdom... The common perception would be that it's a form of dishonesty, some form of dishonesty. Rashi seems to indicate in Chum that this is an because Rashi says in a case where the Gemara does allow, in a case where you feel that pulling the wool over somebody's eyes will actually be a benefit for him. It's something he needs. It's a certain uh, level of attention and respect that he's craving and you Kilu flatter him into thinking that you really did it for him and really you had 12 other cheshbonis. Why you were serving this meal or why the house was clean that day. It had absolutely nothing to do with him. But Eliza, you feel that's the right thing for him. It's going to give him a lift. The says you're allowed to. Rashi says that the reason why you're allowed to is Kovod Abrius. And Rashi quotes an expression of Godel Kovod Abrius, which is generic for Gemaris and other places in Shas, namely that talk about dinim derabon. The Gemara says that there's certainly surim derabon that can be waived because of 
protecting somebody's dignity. And the Gemara uses that expression, global covenant abyss. The Rashi is quoting that wordage. Pashtus, he means that's only in his Dirabonim, and therefore the issue could be waived because you're protecting somebody. That's what it would seem like from Rashi. However, like every other Sugi and Shas, this is not the consensus. The Ritva, in his Chidushim in Chum, Dav Tzadik Dalid, brings B'Shem the Bali Toysvis. It's actually not found in the Toysvis any place. This is the opinion of the Smag. Just a little background. The Smag is one of the Svarim of the later Rishonim that codifies the opinions primarily of the Bali Toysvis. So sometimes something in the Smag or the Smak will be found with let's say Rutenberg will be found in in the Ritva and Iran and they'll quote Bishem Bali Tesis. So here he quotes it in Bishem Bali Tesis that Geneva's Das is an Isidarais of Geneva. It's a form of Geneva. And this is almost something that would make you scratch your head. Is this Geneva? What what's the Geneva inherent in pulling the wool over somebody's eyes? You're not doing a mice of Geneva. There's no dollars and cents loss. There's no plus and minus in the dollars and cents column. So how could this be defined as Gneva? Perhaps we would shed a little bit light on this by going back to a concept that we discussed in Gezalaku, but this is a concept that used properly can elucidate exactly what we're talking about. And this is, there's a din in the Gemara, the fifth parak in Bavitzin, National, the Gemara talks about a goinev al menas is somebody who takes somebody else's thing, not because he's planning on keeping it, not because he wants to use it or take somebody else's thing. He's trying to make him, uh, trying to bother him. The, the primary expression of such an idea would be two bachim in a dormitory. The reason why that comes to mind is I'll share with the Elam an interesting story. I know of a bachim in a dormitory that really wanted to, what we call to chepper, with the guy who sleeps next to him. He stole his expensive high-end uh, headphones and his CD player. Of course, he has the guy looking under his pillow, frantically asking, putting up a look. He had the guy on wheels for two days. Finally, after two days, to put it mildly, after two days, the victim of the prank Realized what was up because he sees the he sees one guy not warming up to looking for it. And he has this smug look on it. He waits till the guy goes to say that he pokes around. He finds it underneath the guy's socks. You know what he does? We know that a ganad is mechuyiv kefil. Kefil is a knas, and the Gemara tells us that bezdin bizman azed does not prosecute knas only moment. But this guy had remembered, because he was lucky enough, they learned uh, Baba Kamal Ksuba's dad's man, that if one is toifis knas, and one makes his own judgment, and he's toifis kefil for knas, could be that he's allowed to hold on to the money. So what he does is then he goes and he grabs something worth that dollar amount. He takes back his own for the Karen, so to speak. Plus he grabs that guy's headphones and CD player. He says that's the kefil. So he'll have a keeper and had a holding terror. Interesting case that one time happened in a dormitory in Yerushalayim. In any case, getting back to ours. That's a Goyen of Amanas Lameka. Now the part of the question over there is, is a Goyen of Amanas Lameka, is that a real Ghanav? For instance, let's process one of the Nafkaminas. If Reuven steals from Shimon, 
to a certain degree, Reuven has removed that item from Shimon's possession. Shimon's ownership is now compromised to the extent where Alpialoka, Shimon can't sell. If Reuven stole Shimon's car while the car is still in the possession of Reuven before it was returned, Shimon cannot sell that car to Levi. A sale is null and void because it's not fully owned by Shimon. His ownership is compromised. It, what the Gemara calls Eneb Bishusay. He can't be Magdishit, and he also can't sell it. What about a Gaim Ramanas Lameka? Have I removed it by stealing something just because I want to chep it? I want to play a prank. Have I, uh, have I removed it from your possession? Quite possibly not. Quite possibly that Chayfutz would not be Eneb Bishusay. And this is what the Rishonim point out when they say that Gaim Ramanas Lameka, the Ganev might not be Chayv Ba'unsen. If it breaks, he might not be responsible. Because that level of responsibility comes, springs from the fact that since the Ganev removed it from the owner's possession, he's now fully responsible for it. Gaidavala doesn't have that. Because he didn't remove it from those possessions. He's planning on giving it back to him after the guy spends two days frustratingly looking for it. In discussing this concept of Gaidavala, which is Gneva, some Hashem hold that's only material bonum. Because you're not causing financial loss. You can't look at Gainim Amas Lamekat in the sense of causing financial harm to somebody. You can perceive it as a form of wrongdoing because it's a nice grave. At the end of the day, you walked off with somebody's name. It's not financially harming somebody because you're planning on returning it, but you are doing an act of thievery. Comes along with Menchus and the Mechaschinuch suggests a Chiddush. He says the Goyim Amanas Lamekat is Tolui in another Gemara. The Gemara in the beginning of the Kama, third parak has an eye-opening Chiddush. B'Shem Detanah Ben Bagbag. Ben Bagbag says that there's an act of Gneva that's done, violated, if somebody, Reuven, crawls through Shimon's window and steals something. But listen to this. He's stealing his own. Shimon's holding on. He's climbing through the window to retrieve that which is his. Ben Bagdad says that's an act of Gneva. Gneva is not about causing financial harm. Gneva is a, the act of, in a, an act of deceit of climbing through somebody's window and with stealth removing something from somebody's property. That you've done even if you've removed your own. Again, we don't pass it that way because it's a, it's a Chiddush. So the Mechizchinuch wants to say that if we reject the Chiddush of Ben Bagdad, we don't hold of Goyenim Amanas Lamekat either. Both of them, the Gneva is defined in the sense that you've done an act of deceit slash thievery without actually causing financial harm to somebody. Both of those go together. He explains over there, Holshtigl Torah, why the Rambam doesn't bring the din of Gneva because he doesn't pass Ben Bagpag. The Smag clearly divides between the two. He... he, he Rejects the opinion of the Bagbag Lalaka, he does bring Gainalasnaikat, he holds it Sinisa Daraisa. Could very well be that the Smag was Mechadish over here. Well, when we go back to the Smag that we discussed in terms of Gneva's Das. What is Gneva's Das? Is it an act of financial wrongdoing? Hard to believe. What it is, however, is an act of deceit of taking advantage of somebody financially. That, yes. Does it cause financial harm? No. Is it an act of Ramos, of deceit, which takes advantage of somebody? Yes. That's Gnevi Deraisa. 
is a chiddush of the smag. Again, maybe some of don't accept that, but this is the opinion of the smag that that's why the zinus is there. Let's see the minchas chenich's hypothesis. It could very well be, like we're saying, the Rambam would hold, wouldn't hold of Geneva's that. If he doesn't hold of Geneva's that, because that's thievery only in a moral sense, but there's no financial wrongdoing, because you're planning on giving it back. And he also doesn't hold of Ben Bagbag, because again, that's an act of deceit, of slash thievery, but there's no financial wrongdoing involved. Then what about Geneva's das? So we're saying this man, that Gnevis Das could be an act of fevery slash deceit, which would even play itself out on the level of Daraisa. But if we're saying, according to the Cheskinic's hypothesis, the Rambam, that's not going to fly. What's fascinating is that if we open up a Rambam, we'll see the Rambam brings the sugya of Gnevis Das in a totally different context. The Rambam does not bring the halachas of Gnevis Das at all in the halachas of Gnevis Gzela. He brings in the halachas of Hilchas Deois. Hilchas Deis is the Rambam's section in Mishnah Torah for going through Midois. There's an act of moral, and the Rambam defines that in the context of being a moral person, who what you say is what you mean, what you mean is what you say, you're a straight shooter, you keep your word, you don't misrepresent what you mean to say, you don't talk echad bepev, echad belev. Part of being a straight and honest person is presenting things to other people, not taking emotional advantage of them. Presenting things to other people the way it is. Not making up something, not making up a narrative, besides for maybe a discussion of which is But there's also a certain idea of taking advantage of somebody. That taking advantage of somebody by using, by misrepresenting the reality of what you've done, of what you are doing, is a chsarimidis. And it could very well be the Rambam rejected a categorization of, uh, of the halachs of Gnevis Das as a form of gezel for this very reason. What financial harm are you causing somebody? But again, Shulchan Aruch doesn't bring it the way the Rambam brings it. Shulchan Aruch brings these halachas as part of ethical marketing techniques. It's, it's a form or a quasi-form of gezel, whether he holds it's Teraisa, whether he holds Durabona, let's say it's Durabona. It's, it's some form of taking advantage of somebody. It's maybe, you, it's only a verbal taking advantage of somebody. But since you, have, since you have something over somebody that was created through deceit, that is a quasi-form of gesel. Okay, that's a like Tushayim. Again, like we pointed out, to make a summary, Rashi seems to indicate clearly it's the Rabbana. The Smag says it's the Rambam steers clear of whether it's gesel the Raisa the by categorizing it as something else. So chsarn and midas, chsarn and honesty and decency. Chal has absolutely nothing to do with uh, with gezel. Now Geneva's das in its rawest form. We've discussed the case in the Gemara, but this plays itself out the most prominently in client uh, you know, employer type of uh, type of relationships. If I hire somebody and I want to have an advantage, they should be eager. And I tell them, you know, out of the 35 people that I interviewed for the job, you're the one who makes the relation with me that you're going to go the extra mile. Isn't that obvious that you're going to want to keep that job and you're going to be pulling your weight doing overtime? When in reality, I interviewed two people, one of them barely knew how to read, the other one didn't know how to type, and that's the reason why I took you. Isn't that Geneva's Das? Am I stealing anything? No. 
not a matter of how much I would be paying you. I'm not misrepresenting how much work I want from you, but I do have a moral advantage over you, or an emotional advantage over you, that you're going to pull 110% because I told you a certain piece of information. Another example that comes to mind, entering a business contract with somebody, again, misrepresenting, I want to point out something that's important, misrepresenting something, either the services that are rendered or the quality of the goods that are being exchanged, where the price or the quality of the goods is misrepresented is Gezel Mamash. And that's, we have one area in Allah that's called Mekachtos. We have another area in Cheshavishim that's called Aino. We're talking about something that's more innocent because not the price is different, not the goods are different, not the service is different. You want to sign on your client. But what makes the difference between an eager client or between a client that's sort of weary and protecting his turf? So instead of just taking him on as a client, I promise you unlimited growth and I misrepresent numbers. It's not that you wouldn't have signed on. It's not that the contract is gezel. A contract that was signed under false pretenses is gezel. You wouldn't have signed. You wouldn't have paid. You wouldn't have done. You wouldn't have came. You wouldn't have provided. But where something is just a misrepresentation in order to make you more aboard, so to speak, and again, this is in a million different industries in a million different ways, then that is an act of Geneva's das. Again, according to Spag, that might be that pulling the wool over somebody's eyes in a way that makes him pull 110%, might be Gezel Daraisa. Rashi, Durabonon. The Rambam, a very basic lack of midos and decency. Three ways of looking at this sugya. We might want to point out one interesting ramification of this Machloikis. Comes out of Yom Kippur, and maybe you even joined the Arucha program, so you've heard this year, and now you realize that the way you treated the guy sitting on the other side of the desk last year, February, was not the way the Rebbein wanted you to treat him. And you want to do amends. You want to do what's right. Question. Is the wrongdoing that was done, is it Naveru ben Odom lachaveroi or ben Odom lamokin? If it's Gezel, you have to go and ask him a Gezel? It's been If it's a chsorin in midos, a chsorin in honesty, a chsorin in choysomay shalak kodesh baruch emes, you have to talk to the one above. You don't necessarily have to ask mechila from the guy who was sitting on the other side of the desk. That's just a small point that's negated in this discussion. We'll just point out one more point. The Taz and the Bach in Yeridea Kufchov discuss a case where a Yid was holding on, as we know, unfortunately in the Middle Ages, one of the only occupations that were open to Jews who wanted to make a few dollars was money lending. Investing, money lending, that type of thing. Providing currency. Because of that, very often Yidin were hated. And choivos uh, that were wanted to be gotten rid of somehow under the guise of religious whatever, uh, the guy found a way to take care of their of erasing old debts. So one of the things that Yidin did to secure their investment, their debts, was they would take mashkoinois from Goyim. So we have a Yid who had a mashkin of a Goyim. He has a collateral. He has the Goyim's uh, gold tray. He has the Goyim's gold watch. Normally, using a mashkin of somebody, if it would be between two Jews, using a mashkin you own by somebody, even if he provided you the collateral in order to make sure that he pays the debt, you have to put that away for, safe, uh, for safety, watch it, but not use it. He didn't give it to you to use. He gave it to you to hold on to as a security against his chayv. But what about a goy? When you're using that 
mashkin now. Is anything wrong? So we could get involved in another discussion of Gnevis Akum, and there is a discussion over there. What's interesting is, is that the Bach calls it Gnevis Das. The Bach calls using the mashkin that was given to a Yid by a Goy, Gnevis Das. And the Taz jumps on the Taz is, remember the son-in-law of the Bach. So he's jumping on his Shveres Pshat from the Sugi over there, and he says, what does that have to do with Gnevis Das? Gnevis Das is not about financial wrongdoing. Gnevis Das is morally pulling the wool over somebody's eyes, taking emotional advantage. And obviously what the Bach means to say is, is that since you have possession of the Mashkin, it can't be defined in any way, in any shape or form, that what you're doing is you're stealing from him. You're not stealing. You're holding on to something which you have legal rights to. You have legal rights to hold on to it and treat it as yours. The Gemara says that a Balchoyv is created a Mashkin. Gemara Kedushin Dav Ches. Famous Gemara. A Balchoyv has an actual ownership in the Mashkin.